Hello, everybody. You're probably thinking, hmm, Travis sounds different today. And yes, I'm currently getting over a slight cold from last week, and I'm actually not Travis. My name is Finner, and I'm currently interning with the amazing team here at Fool and Scholar Productions. And I'm here today to tell you about the last city. In the climate-ravaged year of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. A geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods and droughts. Demetria Lopez heads up Pura's public relations, tirelessly promoting the city's idyllic image. But when she stumbles upon a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she is willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors like Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Torado, and Maury Sterling. You can follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. A big thanks to Wondery for supporting shows like The White Vault. And now, on with the scheduled programming. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. The following documents and recordings are the third instalment in a compilation detailing the events of the archaeological team sent to base camp Piedra, consisting of Dr. Carito Ureta, Lucas Criado, Ava Olivia Moreno, Dr. Josefa Guerrero, Simon Hall, and Dr. Xiao Liu. Following the previous instalment, the archaeological team's lead, Dr. Ureta, has solidified her idea on where to look for the extent of the strange glyphs in the mountainside. In the winter months, snowstorms and rainfall in the Patagonian ice fields can drastically affect the landscape. Worsened by heavy winds, such storms can reduce visibility and lead to glacial carving, ice collapses and avalanches. During these conditions, travel is not advised. The White Vault come from the camp's digital backup. The first is from an evening two days after the initial examination of the site. Here, Dr. Xiao Liu writes a digital entry regarding her work with the glyphs so far. I'm in the 
My time at Base Camp Piedra has been fruitful. It is difficult to believe that it has been only a few days. The amount of glyphs available when we arrived was substantial. And today we begin with our careful excavation of more glyphs from the ice and debris. We have completed the initial documentation of everything that was visible upon our arrival. We have already documented 235 distinctly different graphemes, including the several depictions of animals, flora, extinct megafauna, and human figures. A partial collection of glyphs seem to show a larger scene, but we do not want to speculate until the remaining cover sections are examined. Every glyph but two from my original collection from the site discovered in China has a match here in Patagonia. My steadfast belief in the site's similarities seemed far-fetched to the team before, and now it has only gotten worse. Instead of denial, there's confusion and disbelief, some of which has led to debates on the authenticity of the sites. Dr. Ureta, being experienced in the area, has confronted Lucas on the location. She seems skeptical of the discovery, seeing as how the location of the site is not along a normal tourist track. Lucas explained that adventure tourism Foul weather and a recent icefall ultimately revealed the site, and none of this information seemed new to Dr. Ureta. Dr. Ureta and Dr. Guerrero have come up with a detailed map of where they believe we should look for the furthest extent of the glyphs. We will begin the excavation of ice and sediments starting tomorrow morning. I have a lot of work tonight. Although he is an enthusiastic student, Simon is too busy to assist looking through our collected glyphs. But Ava and I will be looking for further matches to those documented in China. If I am lucky, I hope to begin work on small sections of interpretation, but I may need to wait until I return home to Beijing. The next recording is a stored audio file from Dr. Guerrero's computer. This is only a section of the recording, as the full recording is over half an hour and mostly contains information on Dr. Guerrero's collected notes regarding references for the identification of megafauna remains to aid in the identification of the calf depictions, other documented megafauna depictions in South American sites, and the timeline for South American megafauna extinction. In the background of Dr. Guerrero's recording, Mr. Hall can be heard making a call on the satellite phone. Todavía estoy armando la lista de posibles representaciones. Si eventualmente podemos conseguir una posible edad para las tallas, esto daría pie a un cambio en la fecha de la posible extinción de la megafauna, como el extinto gontoferido de Sudamérica y nuestro famoso tigre de Conozco like the stink South American gum fathers and our famed saber-toothed tiger. I have a few paleosologists I'll reach out to in the weeks to come. It would be a thumb saber. There are depictions of several types of bugs as well, too. I didn't bring sufficient reference on paleontomology. I will ask Dr. Rureta what resources she brought next time I see her. There is also a single depiction so far that shows a two-figure hunting party approaching a large deer or horse-like creature. The large size of the creature could either be the style of the carving or a representation of larger, extinct megafauna. Hello. Later today we will collect the samples for processing and we will begin in the excavation work on the possible extremities of the site. 
Dr. Rireta has mapped out several possible paths and we've documented the approximately 40 meters of combined glyphs so far. I want to sit down with Dr. Liu at some point today to talk about the validity of the site in China. We are so focused on this site because of its current prevalence that we have not stopped to consider the validity of the records she found regarding the possible site in China. As far as I have read, the Chinese site itself was never discovered, only the documents. We found some interesting rock formations in the rock face as well. We will be examining them further today in hopes of learning more. There is far more work to be done here than originally expected, but the more we are able to present to the local governments, the more funding we'll be able to acquire for the next field season. Disculpenme, Dr. Raquerero. ¿Puedo hablar con usted un momento? Sí, Eva. ¿Cómo te puedo ayudar? Bueno, estaba revisando alguno de los... I was looking over some of the, perhaps a piece of the orientation file didn't make its way to me. I think I'm missing something to make everything make sense. Tourists don't usually go up this side of the mountain. The east side, near the runoff lake in the town, is very commonly traversed by tourists, but the west side is harder to reach. It's not a normal path and certainly not an easy hiking area. Oh, comprendo. The section you missed would have been in the paragraph introducing Lucas. He works for Sinobini Retreats out of Brazil. They do these expensive adventure tourism trips. He was out here on a special Patagonian ice field adventure, testing the new road with selected employees. So you're right, it's not normal to be out here, but that thankfully means the site looks remarkably persevered and undisturbed. So the times just lined up that well? Te noto preocupada, Eva. Were you thinking something else? Poaching, actually. Lucas just seems overly worried to me. Eva, está muy bien que analices el sitio tan exhaustivamente, pero creo que tal vez esto es demasiado. Have you spoken to Lucas? Carito and I spoke with him this morning and he's concerned. The winds pushing up the mountain means the helicopter can't pick us up. Not yet. So he's planning our possible descent. He's been trying to map out roads since last night. Sinopeni wants him on this trip, since it's good publicity, but he had to give up a lot of other tours to stay here this long. No lo sabía. Hablaré con él más tarde. And with the warmer summers and autumns, the ice and snowpack on the mountainside has degraded over time, so the site would have been found eventually. But then there's Dr. Liu. Hmm, bueno, eso sí me preocupa un poco. I'll be discussing some things with her later. It's all a bit coincidental and unbelievable. The glyphs are near matches so far. So perhaps this isn't the first time someone has seen the site? I know we have no reason to doubt the validity of this site right now. But without more evidence, I'm starting to doubt the validity of her documents. <clears throat> uh, sorry to interrupt. I can't seem to find some of my things. Did either of you see my phone or my brown pack? It was on my cot. Mmm... No, sorry, Lucas, I haven't seen it. It will turn up. Are we still leaving for the site? Uh, yes, 20 minutes. Be sure you have everything you need, including water and lunch. Yeah, okay, I have to get ready. Sigo más tarde. No olvidar hablar con la doctora Liu, preguntarle a Carito sobre las fuentes entomológicas, buscar contactos de posibles paleozólogos para preguntar sobre referencias acerca de la megafauna. The next recording comes from the phone of Mr. Hall. 
Although it is a video file, the camera appears to have been strapped around Mr. Hall's neck, leading it to swing, flip and remain unfocused for much of the recording. Some parts are intentionally focused during sections of interest. Here is the relevant audio section. wide. Certainly over two, two and a half meters tall. The floor of the alcove is rather clear of debris. Look above. The overhang protects the area from falling debris and snow. Give me a moment. The angles of the sides and ceiling ridges are man-made. Can you hear me? Only slightly, Dr. Guerrero. Esto es impresionante. Dr. Liu, Come here for a moment. I can hear everything. What do you mean? The alcove doesn't have any wind. We can hear you all perfectly. So, what do you think they are? Places to escape the wind or something? Huh. What's that? The stone sill? Probably to block debris from rolling in. Whatever it is, we will add it to the report. It's either man-made or at least a modified natural occurrence. Simon, you've been quiet. Are you feeling all right, Hope? Yes, I just... Professor. Professors. I think there are more. There are sections I scanned yesterday. Deep, sunk relief glyphs. Or I thought, but they are obscured by ice. Once we begin the excavations, I think there are at least two more of these alcoves minimum. Well, we should get back to work. After Mr. Hall had reached the location of the alcove and the group had this discussion, he picked up the camera and focused on the area in question. The alcove is rectangular, measuring, as Dr. Liu said, 97 centimeters deep by 85 centimeters wide and approximately 3 meters tall. The walls of the alcove appear smooth with right angles and the floor is clear of most ice, snow or debris from the mountain. The following is an excerpt from the next recording saved from this device. It takes place only several hours later and is only an audio file. Simon! The professors are looking for you up the mountain. Are you done yet? <laughs> Great time! 
timing. I just finished up. I just need to take a few notes. <sighs> Hurry up. They took their samples and started excavation through the ice. Okay, I'll be there in a few minutes. Initial scans on glyphs 212 through 235 are completed. Scans have been logged in both Spanish and English and will upload when we return to the tents. Flags on scans for glyphs 213, 214, 215, 217, 222, 229, and 231 for rescan after further excavation. Note on glyphs 213 through 215, the spaces between the glyphs are minuscule and corroded. Although we have initially assessed the three sections as three separate glyphs, there is a possibility that they are a larger compound. Shit! Need help? Yes, thanks. <laughs> thanks for catching my phone, too. Are you okay? Simon, you're bleeding. Really? Ah, oh, well, shit. I didn't think I'd hit the rock. Oh, I hit the rock. Yeah, I'm starting to feel it now. Lean your head down. I'll pour some water over it. It'll be cold. What? Why? Clear the dirt and blood from your hair. We can see how bad it is. Now hold still. Ah! Ah! So, how's it look? You'll be fine. It's a long scratch, but it's not deep. Hold this on till the bleeding stops. And let Lucas have a look when we get up there! Thanks. The initial scans are done. How is your work on? I think it... well... It's kind of crazy that you can translate some of this. I don't have any new translations. Not yet. I have what I found in the archives back in China. And those are confusing enough. I am getting a good archive of graphemes, though. There is enough repetition to establish a few basics. Do you have any background in linguistics? No, well, nothing but the required undergraduate courses. But it is interesting, and I hope the scans I put together can help you figure things out. They can't hurt. Now, I need to get around you. I'm going up to the start of the excavation. Oh, I'm going to. I was on my way, kind of, until I fell. <laughs> Here, go ahead. You should watch your footing. I know the glyphs can be distracting, but this is a dangerous path. I was. I felt something pull on the line from up the path. Maybe Lucas tripped? But the line pulled and I lost my balance. It's fine though, no harm done. <laughs> A little harm done. Oh, I can hear again. Man, the wind is like unending white noise. Oh, is that you? Yes, Professor Guerrero. The scans are done for now. How can I assist? Good. We're setting a sufficient pace over. Can you get lunch ready? Lunch? Uh, of course, Professor. Everything all right, home? Yes, Professor. I'll, I'll get right on it. What happened? But what's that noise? Is everyone okay? We're fine. It looks like Eva chipped something a bit too hard. 
I did not change my technique. I, I, I think I hit a pocket of something. Let me look. Someone hand me the larger brush. Well, Josefa, your graduate student may have been onto something. It looks like another alcove. I knew it. There may be more down by the mountainside as well. This much. The recording ends abruptly. This next piece is a typed report by Dr. Ureta from after the discovery of the small alcoves. Algunas notas sobre lo discutido con la doctora Josefa Guerrero sobre la procedencia del sitio, así como sobre el trabajo que hemos hecho en el día. El mapeo, escaneo e identificación inicial del sitio ha finalizado y hemos comenzado la fase de exploración. A few notes on discussions with Dr. Josefa Guerrero on the provenance of the site so far, as well as work from the day so far. The initial mapping, scanning, and identification of the site have concluded, and we have now begun the exploratory stage to find the extent of the site. We are still unable to determine a connection for the site to any of the modern or archaeological cultures of the area. We have not discovered any debris or tools used to create the carvings, and we are unable to date the site with confidence. I am apprehensive to make any statements regarding the site's validity, even after examining it with my own eyes, until after we have run the samples upon return to La Plata. I brought several recent publications regarding the evidence for an earlier human expansion into South America. Several, of course, deal with revised looks at Monteverde, but the... The document ends there, mid-sentence, and is not continued. The next entry is a recording from Dr. Xiaoliu's recorder. Here, uh, let me help you with that. Oh, what is this? Uh, thank you. It's a sifter. Josefa and Carrito want to clear out the alcove, but we want to examine everything we remove to make sure nothing is missed. Stone tools, bone, anything could help give us a better day for the site. Right now, the glyphs themselves have us all at a loss. Did you find your bag? Huh? Uh, sorry, what? Your bag. You were asking around for it. Uh, oh, no. N not yet. <laughs> but, well, I don't expect I'll find it up on the mountain. Uh, I'll have to look again when we go back to the tent. Watch out below! <coughs> <coughs> What was that? The mice broke off and sent some rocks rolling and done. Is everything safe? Yes, nothing hit the walls, not in any significant way, and it wasn't too much. Is Dr. Liu there? Don't you have the thing? Yes, they're on the way. Ugh, what is that? What? There, that... Ugh, that black sludge. Sludge? What is sludge? And where? There, and uh, sludge is like... Ugh, mud. <coughs> I think it's that bird. I'm moving it over there to get it out of the way. Really? It's so cold up here. I thought, well... Ugh, I thought it would just stay together longer. Hey, I'm back. I can help with the sieving, but uh, once we have more revealed, I'll be back on the scanner. Oh, dear hell, what is that? It reeks. Dead bird. <coughs> I'm going to take a walk up, get some air. <laughs> air? 
That's all we've got up here. A different kind of air. <laughs> well, that's just not true. There's also ice and a lot of rock. Yeah. <laughs> Keep at it. I'll be back to help Siv in a few. recordings from the day the team discovered the cave entrance in the mountainside. This completes the third set of documents related to the archaeological team sent to examine and record the petroglyphs found in the Patagonian ice field above base camp Piedra. The White Vault
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.